What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Brittany Ball of the Be Chic Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about the healthy balance between your money, career, passion, and purpose. Today's episode is a good one, a topic that I normally talk about at some point in each episode, but we are getting into the nitty gritty steps of budgeting your money, specifically looking at how your things have been going in 2022 and looking ahead to the new year and how you can strategically set your budget and check back in on a regular basis. This is a good old fashioned how to episode. So make sure that you have your pen and paper or Apple Pencil and iPad ready to take notes on how you can adopt the way that I budget my money. And at the end, we'll have some bonus tips on how to take your daily budgeting, monthly budgeting, weekly budgeting to the next level with some bonus tips of mine. They are things I've talked about before, but having it all pretty and packaged into this one episode will help you jumpstart your productive budget for 2023. So let's go down memory lane, shall we, and talk about where my budgeting started. So I'd say that my origin story, so to speak, started in college when I had to budget all of the things that I wanted to do with my money as a college student off of a college student's income. So as you can imagine, it was very limited. It was solely based off of student worker income. Um, So there was obviously like a minimum wage that I earned. But also, depending on where I worked on campus, it was a a little bit higher. So I wasn't, you know, making like chump change, but also like it wasn't something to survive on. From there, I started to organize all of my money in spreadsheets and try to be very methodical at how I approach my budgeting in order to make my money stretch over the two weeks. I did get paid on a bi-weekly schedule, so it was definitely like what you would see now in um, the workforce as a full-time employee. So uh, that's where I pretty much started. Over time, I truly refined my goals, but some of the things that stuck around was always paying my bills on payday the Friday I got paid making sure that my budget was locked and loaded on Thursdays before my Friday payday. And then just always having in the back of my mind, or in some cases at the forefront, events that were coming up or actual like social outings and things like that at the forefront of my mind to make sure that I was budgeting for those appropriately, whether it was something that was coming up in that pay period or further out, that was a bigger expense that I was planning to do. As things continue to progress throughout my career and throughout just my experience with budgeting, I definitely got more sophisticated, um, attributing different percentages to different budget categories, trying to do some type of forecasting um, so that I could better plan for irregular bills like annual payments for things. And to an extent, it was a bit crazy. It was a little over the top. However, I did learn how to pare it down and still be very effective. Even as an adult post-college, when arguably my money is probably the most complex and the most complicated. So I say all that to say that I am boiling down all of my knowledge and experience and successes and failures into this one process that I'm sharing with you today on how I budget my money and how it can help you budget your money in the next year if you're still looking for a tried and true system that'll work for you. 
this does not work for everyone, but I do know that it works for me and it has helped me save, pay for trips, move across the country. Obviously not all inclusively, (laughs) but it has helped me throughout the years be able to accomplish a lot of these things because I was super focused on my budget. So let's get into the steps and talk about how you can quick, fast, and dirty, get through your budget every pay period, and still stay true to your goals. Speaking of goals, that's going to be the very first step that you want to take when creating your budget. And the reason is if you do not have any overarching goals or guidelines for your money, you're going to just do whatever with it. And in some ways, make decisions that you will regret and things um, just will not go your way throughout the year, throughout your life, because you realize that you hadn't pre-planned for it. So I did a whole episode on goal setting. So I do encourage you to go back and listen to that. It is the episode previous to this one. And it is very specific to 2023 just because of the time of year and the year that we are in. But you do not have to only apply this to your life for 2022 and 2023. This is applicable across the years. I highly encourage you to listen to that episode if you haven't already, because I talk about best practices in setting goals and actually laying out tactics for yourself to make sure that you are continually putting action in place to reach those goals and possibly more likely because of how you're setting up those goals, you will be able to reach them before the end of the year. So once you set those goals, any monetary ones that will inform your budget throughout the year, your budget will literally be a checkpoint for your goals. Obviously, we do have those obligatory things like our utility bills and things that we do in a more short-term fashion that allow us to enjoy life throughout the year. But our overarching goal is to reach the objectives that we have set that are more likely long-term and require larger sums of money. So once your goals are set, then you can move into the phase of your budgeting that happens on more of a monthly, bi-weekly, weekly, and daily basis. So the next step of your budgeting is probably not intuitive, but this is what I found to have helped me. Before I try to determine any categories and where money should go, I look at my past expenses. You can literally start at just the last 30 days, but sometimes it helps to go back the last 90 days or the last Uh, 180 days, I believe, basically six months in order to see what your spending pattern is. Not only does this help you recognize any recurring charges in your budget that you might not have top of mind right now, but it also helps you develop a sense of your spending patterns at different times of year and then just on a monthly basis. This gives you an opportunity to really reflect on any spending that you've done and decide if you're okay with those patterns that you see or if it's something that you know is counter to your goal and you want to nip that in the butt and not do it again. So this step is super easy. You just need to open up your bank app, 
or the desktop version or grab your latest statement and write down all of your expenses. And I say write down because it helps you actually process all of them. And by the time you've done that, you can mark which things are mandatory, which things are nice to have and which things are expendable that you can cut out of your expenses or out of your budget. From there, you'll categorize all of your expenses and get an idea of what your best estimate of categorical spending will be from your previous spending. I like to budget this way because it is the most realistic approach to your budget because it is looking at how you're already spending your money and you're not trying to fit how you already operate your mon- with your money into a new structure that is counterintuitive. We want to work with our life and our just way that our brain operates already and just build off of that positively. Obviously, there are going to be things that don't align with your budget and that's where money rules come into place where you're able to limit the things that you don't really want to spend your money on that's going to stop you from future success. So something I basically already touched on once you've identified your goals, but then also your previous expenses. Now it's time to compare the two. And in accounting terms, this is essentially reconciliation, not reconciliation of your bank statement versus like the charges that you've logged, but reconciliation of your goals and your expenses to make sure that they're in alignment with each other. There isn't any type of conflicts that is stopping you from realizing your goals, but still meeting your needs for today. That is as simple as creating budget categories and then looking to see, okay, is this stopping me from putting more money aside for this goal or is it helping me? Simple as that, super duper quick step, but this is what helps you actually create the structure of your budget. From there, this is when you actually use the template that you've decided on, whether it's a Google Sheet, that's something you can download off of my website, or let's say Notion template, which is what I use now, and I hope to have a template for you all soon to download. Or if you want to use an app or a feature in your bank's mobile banking app or Mint, um, that's an example of one of the apps. Or old school printables where you're just like filling out a worksheet and keeping track of that. Whatever format you use for your budget, this is where that comes into play. Once you categorize all your expenses and you determine where you'll assign the money from your income. Now keep in mind, I do this on a bi-weekly basis because I'm paid bi-weekly, but it is a good practice to actually look at your budget on a monthly scale and then work your way backwards to budgeting your money bi-weekly. So that's just another little tidbit. And so once you get all of that into your template, you want to compare all those expenses totaled up to your income. Is it less? Is it more? If it's more, then you definitely need to see where you can cut back or increase your income. If it's less, great. Where can you put some of that extra money in savings, in investments, 
in one of your budget categories that could use a little more beef to it, where can you assign that money? And after that, it's all maintenance, baby. So the last step that I will encourage you to do is to truly maintain your budget. And what that is, is continue to log your expenses and compare them to your budget categories. If you see that you're getting close to your limit, slow down, pull back. If you see that you've gone over, definitely go back and review your budget to see where you need to make adjustments in other areas so that you don't go over the income. You want there to be a checks and balances so that we're never finding ourselves in the negative, you know? For me, this looks like logging all of my expenses in that same spreadsheet where I have my income and my actual budget categories. So then I can add things up quite easily and compare it to how much I've allocated to each budget area. There are definitely other tactics out there that you can use, but honestly, the goal is to just be very mindful of your spending and whether it's coming from a productive place or honestly, we can't avoid sporadic and irresponsible spending. We just still need to log it so that we can adjust our budget throughout the entire pay period so that we don't lose a grasp of our money. So that part is super simple. You just have to stay on top of it. Now let's wrap up with some of our bonus tips on your budget. These are all things I've talked about before, but in this episode, I wanted to include them so that you don't forget these are things that can help you throughout your pay period and throughout your budgeting life long term. First is automating a lot of your spending. When I say automate, I mean setting rules and parameters for yourself that become no-brainers. For me, one of my automations is that I actually have a threshold set in my bank account that sends me email reminders when I'm getting close to my limit. So if I have a limit of $200 per month on groceries, it's going to analyze my spending and assume any time a charge comes through from a grocery store, it is contributing to my groceries budget. Once I get to that limit, I know that I need to slow down with any additional spending I'm doing outside of my main grocery shops. Other automations include putting $25 in savings every month, no questions asked. If it is a question of willpower, make that an automatic transfer with your bank then. Other rules that I like to subscribe to is always having a budget, not necessarily savings, but more so reserved for our puppy. I was advised by my mom, very great advice, by the way, too, to always have $300 set aside for bills, uh, like if we go to the vet, any medicines, because we give him supplements, his food, toys, treats. Having that buffer gives me confidence that we have the money that we need set aside for our dog if anything happens. And as we spend that money, we continue to replenish it. That's a budget rule for me. So put some budget rules in place to tell your money where to go without having to literally think about it every paycheck and try to rack your brain with the best plan when you can automate some things that are pretty much regular in your budget. The second rule is to paycheck park. We recently talked about this concept in the living future to paycheck to paycheck. 
episode basically where I talk about building up a reserve so that you can be able to pay your bills in the future. So this is a totally separate saving, so to speak. And then it serves as a reserve for you to pay your bills. Once payday comes, you just replace that money. So you're paying your bills with the money you've already saved in the past. Or you can actually put that money on your credit card and do it that way to take advantage of the rewards, to build your credit score, and to just have some regular activity on your credit lines. And then the last bonus tip is to pre-plan and budget for experiences. I know that a lot of things can be considered spontaneous and you want the thrill of something that was not planned. But most of the time, we have the most fun and we feel the most fulfilled when a plan comes together that we have been preparing for and that we have successfully prepared for. So put yourself in the best position now for next year to start planning for trips, small occasions such as local trips and local events that require a monetary investment. One of the experiences that I want to have next year is to take the Starlight Coast train from Seattle down to LA. That's a monetary investment and it's something that I know I can work up to easily. But I also want to take an international trip that will require me to save up for. So these are experiences that I'm already planning for and working into my budget now so that I'm not stressed to do it in the future. But I will be proud of myself once it's done and all of the hard work pays off. So those are all my tips for budgeting throughout the year and just to have as a long term budget strategy moving forward. Obviously, you want to tweak it to your own, but start off with these very simple steps to get started. You're literally just going to set your goals, log all your transactions, compare those to your goals, create budget categories from what you've reconciled between your goals and expenses. Move that into whatever template you're going to use to manage your budget and then continually check your budget every time you're spending. Some things that will help you throughout that process is to automate your budget by setting rules for recurring charges, paycheck parking to take advantage of your credit card, or just to give yourself a buffer with bills in the future. And then lastly, you're going to plan for experiences so that you can guarantee that you enjoy next year because you made the investment in yourself by saving for it and planning for it from the financial aspect. Before I let you go, don't forget to review and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. All right, y'all. So next week I'll be back with this heat, but in the meantime, keep it sheet.